Perhaps I was talking when I should have been listening. No matter what happens, you've got to hang on. Johnny, relax. Now you give him everything he wants, you understand? Now let's see what happens when we mix these two elements together. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you are now listening to the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome back with another podcast episode. Today we're going to be talking about the power of sleep. This is season four, episode three. And before we jump into that, I just want to give you guys a quick uh, update on how the podcast is going. Going really well, loving it, spending time and everything. But I am going to be switching to one episode a week just due to how busy I am in school and just getting wrapped up back into school, working and stuff. I want to have quality within my podcast episodes, and in order to do so, I need to do a lot of studying, reading, and making sure I maximize each and every podcast so I can give you guys the best knowledge that I've come across and studied myself so in the end, all of us can benefit from the information I have bestowed from uh, a lot of sources, that whether it be YouTube articles, books is my main primary thing, but uh, The Power of Sleep, and I listened to a TED Talk and multiple other articles that I've read, and uh, I want to say there was a a sleeping statistics website I use, and it was uh, listed by Sleep Foundation and written by Eric Sunon, and the second one is actually Healthline. It was written by Rudy Moore, and he is a uh, PhD supervisor not supervisor sorry uh he's a phd medical guy that has studied sleep so i think that's very important and there's another guy who's a neuroscientist that gave a ted talk about the power of sleep okay so let's jump into the podcast episode so what is the point of sleep and before i jump into that i just want to state that i feel like especially being in college and a lot of other people want to deprive themselves of sleep by an hour but whether it be studying Uh, hanging out with friends, whatever it is, and then in token, wake up, get one less sleep of an hour, which is not very good. And we'll get into the cons of why, but uh, I think it's very important, important, important to point out some things. And something that's very key is that adults between 18 and 64 need seven to nine hours of sleep per night. And this is super important. And I know the culture of hard work and you're lazy if you sleep in, all this stuff. You just have to go to bed at a good time, whether it be 10 a.m. If you're waking up at 6 a.m., that's when I try to go to bed. And sometimes, of course, it's not going to be 100% frequent. So, like, college people like to stay late in the nights on the weekends. So, But that can affect your your you depriving your sleep. And I'll explain that a little bit later. But sleep is very important because you need sleep after learning, which is key to college students because it's like hitting the save button. There was a study done and it showed that if you study as much as you can and then go to bed and get your seven to nine hours of sleep, you are better off than staying up another hour and studying because if you lose, if you get five to six and a half hours of sleep that's still pretty bad because your body needs to hit the save button and it's whatever you learn in a day there was a study done with people memorizing and taking an exam and they went through an mri and they scanned their brain waves of how they were working and every single time a person with that didn't get enough sleep 
performed 40% lower than what someone did of sleep. So keep in mind, let's take this into circumstances. If you have an exam at a job, working on leads, whatever it is, the key takeaway of this is that is between getting an A and failing an exam. Now, I didn't know this in freshman year, there's sometimes I got lucky and was able to uh, not get enough sleep, but ended up getting doing well on the exam is because I already had that stuff down, but I didn't need to deprive my sleep and I probably got worse of a grade than I would have if I got my sleep. So it's like hitting the save button after a long studying and learning. And like I said, with the 40% deficiency with staying up late at night, that is proven if you don't get enough sleep that you're worse off. And the hippocampus is a memory file. It's a part of the brain and it doesn't work right if you don't get sleep. So the hippocampus needs to get sleep to effectively store memories. And the brain acts as a, tra there's a bunch of channels and waves that we have, I think it was like over 10 billion neurons in our brain. I think maybe even, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, I forget. Uh, but it's, it's a billions of neurons, which is insane that are uh, channeling information from one way to another. And it's very important to get that sleep and maximize these memory files being transferred over in different parts of the brain to eventually get the hippocampus, which stores the memory and it acts as a memory file in our brain. You age faster with less sleep and that is proven and pills do not help with sleep long-term. Now, if you take melatonin or other supplements before going to bed just every now and then, not necessarily bad. The doctor that, the neuroscientist that was studying, doing all these studies was talking about that. He said, once you, if you fall back on that and you have too much, then your body relies on that and cannot sleep naturally, which is very important to not take supplements or anything for sleeping. Maybe um, there's sometimes I use CBD, which helps if I'm in a stressful situation, I can't sleep which is, uh, helps a lot, So, um, but I don't use it nowhere near every night, maybe once every two to three weeks, usually once a month, if that, if I have a really stressful day. So I, I never used, I got uh, melatonin, but I never used it just because I felt tired waking up in the morning no matter how much hours of sleep I got, although it did let me sleep. But the key takeaway is natural sleep is the best. And the learning and memory function works best with sleep and I'm capitalizing on that again because I really want you guys to take away and know that the learning and memory function of the brain, the hippocampus and other parts of the brain that help you learn but then store the memory function in the hippocampus works best with sleep. So what's the cons of not getting enough sleep? I know we've talked about some, but there's these cells called natural killer cells. You want these, these are things that attack cancerous cells and bad things, sicknesses, whatever it means. That's when someone says you need to get sleep when you are sick because these natural killer cells attack the cancerous cells and sickness cells, whatever, a virus, COVID, whatever it may be, it helps attack it with sleep. And that's why people tell you to sleep more. These natural killer cells are very important to have. And the bad thing is, if you don't get enough sleep, you can lose these and reduct yourself to a minimum of a couple of these things, not a couple, but, um, but you wanna have a solid group of these natural killer cells. And if you don't get enough sleep, you end up losing them. It's basically the way I think of it, and it was described to me, was that 
if you get enough sleep, they are able to sustain themselves. But if you don't get enough sleep, you lose those. And it's very important when fighting off a sickness. Shorter, uh, shorter the sleep, the shorter your life. Scientifically proven. The shorter your sleep, the shorter your life. And how important it is because I was listening to this guy from a TED Talk a neuroscientist, and it was so interesting how he was able to prove all these bad things that happened. There was a st study with daylight savings when you lose an hour, there was an increase of 24% of heart attacks the next following day. Whereas daylight savings, when you lose, when you gain an hour, there was a 21% decrease in heart attacks the next day. So it goes to show you how important the body needs sleep. And if it deprives itself even more, then it can be deadly. And you age yourself so much faster. And sleep isn't like a bank. It's like the way he described it. It was like having debt and you can pay it off. There's no way you can catch up with your sleep. The damage is already done. But what you can do is with this knowledge of knowing how important it is to sleep, start getting your sleep. And it's never too late because you can have a longer life with getting enough sleep. It's very key, but I see being an entrepreneur and being entrepreneurial management, I always try to get eight hours, minimum seven hours of sleep. Very rarely I'll get six, six and a half hours of sleep. And I knew that because coming from, I needed sleep. I didn't want to be completely need, need of caffeine or any other thing in order to keep me going through the day. I wanted my brain to be clear and functioning correctly because it is foggy when you don't get enough sleep. You don't work as well when you have a foggy brain in the morning and you're tired, whatever it may be. You want to wake up. Like I woke up this morning, got my eight hours of sleep, and my brain was already functioning in the morning. And like I said in last, last podcast with being productive, it's like the morning is the most productive time. So it's very important to get your sleep and wake up uh, during those time periods that your body's used to. And the guy talked tips of sleep. He said avoid naps. And there was actually the brain works like this. It was I remember being told a while ago it was the brain acts as a timer. So say when you hit snooze or you go back to bed or you take a nap during the day, whatever it may be. When you do this, your brain resets a timer in its head and it thinks, oh, I'm getting another seven to eight hours of sleep. Sweet. So you wake up more tired if you hit the snooze button. So it's very important just to hop on out of bed. And it's very important to do that. And with my morning routine, don't look at your phone because it makes the brain crazy in the morning. You go to zero to 100 real quick and it can be proven to not work as effective if you were to meditate ease into the day and then get the brain gearing up because your brain gears aren't moving. And then all of a sudden, when you wake up and you're absorbing all this information, information overload is what it's called, your brain immediately, these gears just shift into gear. And it's like an engine of a car, if you think about it. It is basically, once you start it, you need to let it run a little bit because the car just needs to get in its spot and everything like that. Uh, it's something I, I don't know the reasoning behind the mechanic of the car, the reasoning, but I've always been told, let the engine run a little bit and then go. And I don't always do that, but um, it's very important. I think that's a good comparison when thinking of the brain and how it works to make sure it works efficiently and effectively throughout the day. You shouldn't have caffeine later in the day, nor be in need of caffeine in order to function through your day and you know what i will admit i don't want to be a hypocrite i've had a problem with caffeine because uh, there's sometimes i'll be really tired 
and I try not to have, I think the good point, and I heard it in another podcast and someone else's podcast episode with another neuroscientist saying that like after 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. you shouldn't have any more caffeine because then um, it's gonna last later in the night and prevent you from going to sleep when you want to. And another thing is regularity is key. The same schedule, the same sleep schedule, and the doctors talked about how important that is 100% because your body acts as basically a timer. It's like, oh, it's time to go to bed. Oh, it's time to wake up. That's how people are able to wake up naturally. Once you throw into the weekends and then you stay up super late at night, 3 a.m., and then you wake up uh, later in the day, 12 to 1 p.m., then your brain isn't able to it just really messes up the brain functions uh, a lot. And he was saying that was one of, he said that is the most important thing of sleep is the regularity of the sleep schedule that you bestow. And it's very important that one sticks to that schedule. And of course there's gonna be some times where, you know, like I stayed out with friends. We, I stayed up until like one or two last night to hang out with some hometown friends that I haven't seen in a long time. But very rarely do you wanna do that because, um, you'll see some problems later in your life. And a lot of the key takeaway is a lot of the health problems that occur in someone is being sleep deprived. A lot lead back. There's been proven cases of breast cancer. Any, there's a lot of forms of cancer that end up be causing later in life because of sleep deprivation, which I think is an important takeaway, which is just, again, remember regularity of sleep schedule is important. And it's actually, I th found it interesting, your body lowers two, two degrees Fahrenheit when it officially goes to sleep. So your body needs to fall two degrees Celsius, sorry, I said Celsius, I meant Fahrenheit, lower than what it's at in order to the normal body temperature in order to fall asleep. If it's at 1% or 0%, you won't fall asleep. Your body lessens by two degrees Fahrenheit in order to get good sleep. So he recommended that you have AC on low, even 65 degrees, and uh, try to make your room as cold as possible. And then another thing is only lay in bed when you're sleeping. Your brain acts as a, again, the hippocampus just having a memory file of its own, is basically assuming and associating the bedroom with sleep. So if you're looking through your phone, you, like through the day, it isn't the best thing to lay in bed because your brain thinks you're going to sleep potentially. It is best to just put a label on your bed as that is where I sleep and nothing else because your brain will put other functions into what it is and make it harder to sleep and it will become a regular thing, which is another reason why people have bad sleep and again it's preventing it it's just realizing that that bedroom or, or your bed is only for sleep and a good thing to do is have a comfortable mattress comfortable pillows uh, i have a weighted blanket it helps me with my anxiety and it's basically just a warm hug you know what i'm going to put that in the description as well a weighted blanket that helps with so much anxiety especially being an entrepreneurial management student and I have a comfortable bed and it is worth the price you pay in the long term when you realize a expensive bed could prevent cancerous or bad long-term health benefit, not benefits, long-term health problems. So that's an important takeaway with the bed. And he talked about at the end um, in his TED talk to 
if you're having trouble sleeping, this guy kept on asking me, he's like, if I have trouble sleeping, if I'm tossing and turning and just can't fall asleep, what do I do? He said, get out of bed and go to another room in your home or apartment or wherever and do some work because your brain then starts associating work and stuff with that room. And then once you've worked 15, 30 minutes, you'll start to feel, maybe if you feel a little bit tired, then you'll try to go back to bed. And he said that's very important in order to reset the brain, which I thought was interesting because I've never heard of that before, going in another room to reset the brain to possibly go uh, to sleep and it will actually help you and be more effective. So that was his TED talk, but I want to add a little bit on into a cre uh, to increase better sleep, increase bright light exposure during the day. So being out in the sun is uh, very important. And I think uh, even I need to do these things. I am not perfect. I'm just giving you guys the knowledge. And I've taken sleep serious for quite a while now, uh, since about sophomore year of college. But beforehand, I would work until late at night until I was done lifeguarding and then I would go home do homework and go to bed and get like five six hours of sleep and it was terrible I felt so tired of school and I would like literally fall asleep on the desk sometimes and it would cause me not to be efficient and effective the next day so it's very important with the sleep another thing that this article talks about is don't consume caffeine late in the day and again that's that's what we said uh, already so I won't go over that too much and reduce irregular or long day naps and again that goes again with something that i already talked about and i just want to reestablish that factor into realizing that your brain is resetting another alarm clock in your head thinking that it's going to get full sleep which isn't accurate so try to sleep and wake up at consistent times again reestablishing what we have i want to take that is like the most important thing this doctor neuroscience was saying the the key to good sleep is a uh, a regular sleep schedule and this article talks about taking a melatonin supplement uh and this neuroscientist doctor uh, i guess this article came out before this ted talk is a, a recent ted talk and he has kind of proven against melatonin and that your body needs natural sleep rather than using supplements to help you fall asleep more soon but i do agree that cbd does help me sleep and that's a personal experience that i've had another thing is don't drink alcohol it provides basically your brain a study found alcohol consumption at night decreases the natural nighttime elevations in the human growth hormone, or HGH, which plays a role in your rhythm of your sleep and other key functions in order to fall asleep. So it's very important that you, and again, being a college student, I understand if you got to do your thing, but just realize that drinking alcohol will actually have an effect on your sleep. And then another thing was optimizing your bedroom environment. And I've talked about this in another podcast episode with my friend, Jake Gretemeyer, a uh, very, very, very smart guy. And he studied psychology with a focus in neuroscience. He's going to get his PhD later. One of the smartest guys I've met. And I love Jake to death. If Jake, if you're listening, shout out to you because you've been on a couple podcast episodes. But it's the most important thing and i took that to heart really because i wish i could show you know what i will post something later this week of my room a video real quick of what i made it i've worked a lot on my room just to make it the most coziest thing and i don't agree you need to spend you know a bunch of money i went to goodwill and i get i got stuff from my parents that like christmas lights they didn't use and i hung them up all on the wall i got a black light and i got super cool art with albert einstein elon musk 
there's uh, Kobe and my uncle playing a game. Like, I'm just looking around. I got some Mustang and USMC Marines signs in my – and it's just an amazing vibe with my bookshelf. It's just so comfy, and I love my setup. I really do, and it's something I've worked super hard on. I've spent – Oh, I don't even know. I don't know how much time. I mean, over 20 hours just working on my bedroom and perfecting it over the year and a half I've been here. But optimizing your bedroom environment is going to be important as well. And then uh, reestablishing again what we talked about is setting your bedroom temperature. And around 50 degrees Fahrenheit seems to be a comfortable te temperature for most people, although it depends on preferences and habits. And another thing is don't eat late in the evening. Eating late at night may negatively affect both sleep quality and natural release of HGH, again, what we talked about earlier, and melatonin. So it could have effects on your sleep quality. And it said uh, in, one study, in one study, a high carb meal eaten four hours before bed helped people fall asleep faster. But that was later than bef right before going to bed. It was a couple hours. That being said, that uh, quality and type of late night snacking may play in a role as well. So late night smack <laughs> smacking, snacking might have an effect in your sleep. Relax and clear your mind in the evening is very important. That was a key takeaway in one of these things. And again, I've, I will talk about it so much, I know. But meditating will help you so much. It goes so far with meditating. I tell you what, it's, it's really changed my life. And I'm not kidding. Like, I ha I'm less anxious. I'm less stressed during the day. It goes so much better my days with just relaxing and emptying my mind of everything and just not thinking about anything besides my breathing. And I have an episode on meditation, which is, um, I'll have to pull it up later. I completely forget the name of it, but it talked about uh, it's have peace with your mind. That's the episode if you want to listen to meditation because I, I promise you meditating will change your overall headspace as well with sleep. Sleep is just, I mean, it's very important sleep, but meditating is a deadly, a, a deadly good combination with sleep and meditating. So another thing is Again, like we talked about, I was just looking through the article and it was talking about comfortable bed pillow. We already kind of talked about that, but again, reestablishing that fact and just realize getting a comfortable pillow, getting a comfortable bed is going to be key and not sleeping on a brick or a heavy rock at night is going to be very important in order to get really good sleep. Uh, another study was done in exercising regularly, but not before bed has been proven to improve your sleep and overall health. So with people with severe insomnia, exercise offered more benefits than most drugs. Exercise reduced time to fall asleep by 55%, total night wakefulness by 30%, and anxiety by 15%, while increasing total sleep time by 18%. So that goes to show you how effective it is to work out as well. And it feels amazing. I, I, I will share my morning routine real quick. Get that seven to eight hours of sleep. I won't sleep nine hours. It just seems too long for me. Uh, I could use, I'm in the healthy zone still. So I, I usually get on average seven hours of sleep, but I'd shoot for eight if I can. And I get up in the morning, try to get a moving. I uh, make breakfast, eat, 
and drink my orange juice or whatever I have. And then I come down, write in my journal, five things I'm grateful for, three things of goals that I want to accomplish by the end of the day. And then I start meditating. I jump into meditation and it really helps with having that effective mindset. And then after that, I will go to work out with my friend and then my overall day is solid because my brain is just, if it's, it's really thanking me for all this stuff that I've been doing and I'm able to get a lot more sleep. Another, one of the last things I'm going to talk about before we head out is don't drink any liquids before bed. So there was, and I feel like people will get this, you will have excessive urination during the night. You'll, you'll wake up and you'll have to pee. It's just best not to drink a whole lot of water before bed. And I have a problem with this because I try to drink as much water in the day and I go to the bathroom a lot because doing so, but you want to still effectively get your water count in and you there's websites that check it out uh i highly recommend it to make sure that you get enough sleep and again being overall healthy is super important with uh one's health in order to have a longer life getting enough fluids during the day water working out staying healthy meditation eating effectively knowing your eating effectively eating healthy and knowing your calorie intake there's in getting enough sleep which is what we're talking about now is super important in living longer not only that but making your brain work efficiently and productive during the day the bottom line is sleep plays a huge role in your life one large review linked insufficient sleep to an increased risk of obesity by 89% in children and 55% in adults. So the inefficiency of sleep will increase your risk of obesity, which is very interesting. And other studies conclude that getting less than seven to eight hours per night increases your risk to developing a heart disease or type two diabetes. That is very interesting. And we talked about heart attacks and stuff like that. Um, that's going to be wrapping up this ep episode, but I hope you enjoyed this one. I have learned so much, and I'm really glad I did this episode. And the reason why I love this is with the Relentless College Entrepreneur being a all-over, a generalist with all these topics, this being bettering yourself, which is in my description, broad business, bettering yourself, and just overall um, – I forget the other point. I don't know why I'm spacing it right now, but don't want to, uh, it doesn't matter. So, but it's very important that I want you to better yourself, have overall good health and let your brain work effectively during the day. And that is getting seven to eight hours of sleep, sleeping comfortably and staying on a regular sleep schedule. Again, we will, I will come back. I'll be dropping my episodes Sunday nights from now on, and I'll have one episode a week. I'm looking into guests right now, so I don't want you to think it's just me going on and rambling. I do a lot of research and studying, and I think it's very helpful to do that. But at the same token, having guests on will get more more brain work into these. I'm probably going to have Jake Gretemeyer, a friend of mine, come on. I wish he would have came on for this episode. I forgot to invite him, though. I uh, needed to do this and put it out, though. And um, I got some pretty exciting people lined up, so look forward to that. And again, I'll keep some links in the description. Check out my Instagram. Follow me if you don't already. I post motivational quotes, updates about the podcast, and so on and so forth. 
Please, guys, before this episode ends, I beg you, please share the podcast because my aim is to help as many people. Again, I don't make a penny. Well, actually, I've made 29 cents, but that's practically nothing, right, for all this work and time and episodes that I've put it in, but I love doing it, so I don't have a problem with it, but I really want to help people. That is, like, solely the focus of this podcast, so you sharing with other people is going to help other people. With that being said... I hope you have a wonderful day. You're going to kill it. Cue the outro. This has been the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Catch you guys next time.